Hello, welcome to another episode of the Divinely You podcast. My name is Sarah Waggle. I am your host. Thanks for joining me. Uh, if you're new to me, I am a leadership coach. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast. I'm a Reiki practitioner. Um, I'm an accessible tech hobbyist and I'm an artist and a crafter. Um, so I want to disclaimer this episode, or maybe it's a warning or however you want to view it. Um, this episode might be triggering. Um, and I would like to just point out that this is my perception and it may not be yours. You're welcome to hear it, but you do not have to agree with me. Um, but this is the way that I have seen this year unfold. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I just want to leave it at that. I wanted to, to just put that out there. Um, so I wanted to do this episode for a while. Um, and honestly, I, I'm terrified to do it. And yet, um, my spirit guides have been just yelling at me to do the episode. So I'm going to do it. Um, and, and here we go. So I want to talk about the abuse cycle of 2020. Um, so if you've ever been in a, an abusive relationship, if you have friends who have a family who has been in abusive relationships, or you've ever seen a lifetime movie, you might know the cycle of an abusive relationship. Now, um, I want to put this out compassionately that if you are someone who is in a situation of abuse, please reach out and get help. There is help available for you. Um, you know, one of the things, the biggest thing I learned about being in an emotionally abusive relationship was I didn't think I could get help because I wasn't being physically abused. I wasn't being physically hit. Um, and that wasn't true. I was able to get help. I was able to get counseling. Um, I was able to even get legal, um, proceedings done with emotional abuse. So there are resources available. Please, please reach out to your local domestic violence, um, support, um, and get what you need to get out. It is available to you. Um, so I wanted to put that out compassionately because I think, I, I believe that one of my missions in life is to resource and to, and to support others. Um, so I think I come off very harshly, but I want you to know that I mean everything from a place of compassion and heart and, and all of that. And so, okay, so that's all that, that's all said. Um, and so what happened this year? <laughs> What didn't happen in 2020? It was kind of a wacky year, right? Okay, so one of the biggest things that like when you get into a relationship, my relationship of this nature happened in 2015 and I will kind of insert parts of it throughout the, the discussion here um, uh, just so that you kind of have an, an awareness of like, you know, how, how it, it plays out from, from my perspective. Um, but one of the biggest things is they use manipulation and control. Um, and you know, they, 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 so, and they, and they catch you when you're, you're, you're at your lowest. Um, mine did anyway. Mine caught me, um, when I was at my lowest, um, I was in the middle of a year when a lot of my family had passed away and, uh, he got me, <laughs> was able to just, sort of worm his way right in kind of like a virus 
Um, I've been thinking about computer viruses being like little worms in your, in your operating system. And, but he was all, I mean, he was able to manipulate from minute go because I was vulnerable enough to hear it. Um, I was vulnerable enough for him to say that he couldn't go back to being friends with me because he had already fallen in love with me. And, um, I, even though I wasn't so comfortable with that, I went along because I wanted to be loved, you know, I was at a place where I really wanted to be loved. And so he, he played right into that. Um, and so, you know, looking back, like I can see all the red flags, I can see everything from a different perspective. Um, and I heard something a really long time ago that when you have rose colored glasses on red flags, look like white flags. Um, so you don't even see, right. You see that they are pure and they're innocent and, and, and all of that, you don't see that they're red and that they are warning signs, right? Because you're wearing rose colored goggles. So, um, so the things that happen, manipulation and control, um, is one of the major things. Um, they maintain fear, right? They want you to constantly be walking on eggshells. They want you to constantly be in fear, Um, they make you feel guilty if you do something that's sort of, you know, against what they believe that against their own perception, they isolate you from your friends, family, and otherwise, uh, they cause financial distress and then they gaslight. They teach you to whatever you believe they they basically teach you to, to, you know, you don't know what you're talking about or, or, you know, they, they question, have you question your own sanity or your own mental state right? Which comes also along with isolation. Um, so, so let's unpack 2020 a little bit in this, um, regard. And again, you don't have to agree with me. This is my perception. And so manipulation and control. Um, (laughs) I think that's pretty clear. Shutdowns, lockdowns, um, closing businesses, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, they manipulated us into, you know, shutting, shutting things down and, and controlling and, and kind of taught us that we weren't capable of controlling the situation ourselves. Um, whether we can or not is beyond anything, right? I'm just talking about this from an abuse point of view. Um, and so they, 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 they controlled us. They told us what we could and couldn't do. Um, and then they would go ahead and do it anyway. So, I mean, the hypocrisy, um, but, uh, so manipulation and control that was kind of played out like all year. There was a lot of control. There was a lot of, um, you must comply. Um, and there were threats if you didn't comply. Um, I know a lot of gyms that tried to stay open. They've accumulated millions of dollars in fines. Um, they've been stalked by local police they, um, you know, their members have been stalked by the local police, um, et cetera. So manipulation and control, um, you know, they, they've, they've put, um, um, you know, markings on the floor where, you know, to, to where you should stand. Um, I often go to the doctor's office and they immediately go for my forehead to check my temperature. And I always ask them to try a different way. Um, I refuse to have my forehead scanned. It's my personal choice. Um, you can use it. I'll have them use an ear thermometer or apparently they can test you on your wrist. Um, I found that today. Um, and so manipulation and control, they, 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 they constantly manipulate. Um, my ex was the same way. He would constantly have to shift his stories and change his stories so that I, he could control the situation so that I would believe what he had going. Um, and he could then control the situation. 
And after a while, I got to the point where I walked on eggshells and I lived in fear, maintaining the fear. So to keep you in control, um, they must maintain fear. And so, um, you know, I was constantly, I had no idea how he would react to anything. And so I was constantly in fear of that. I was constantly in fear of when I would go to bed at night, if I would toss and turn, that might wake him up and then he'd be pissed at me and I'd hear about it. Um, if I slept past 6 a.m., I would hear about it, how lazy I was. Um, so I was afraid to, I was afraid to sleep in. I was afraid to even take care of myself because I was afraid of being yelled at or belittled, um, by this person that was my partner. Um, and so, um, think of situations like that where the fear was maintained and people are terrified. And when you're terrified, you'll be easily controlled because you'll easily comply when you're scared. Um, and so, um, yeah. Um, so that just gives you a place to think and the place to look. If you're, if you're constantly in fear, you're going to easily be manipulated, right? The, that's where the cycle kind of keeps going, right? Is they manipulate and control until you're terrified. Once you're terrified, they maintain that. They maintain the fear, right? Keep you scared. Keep you walking on eggshells. And then they keep manipulating, okay? I could give examples of this, but I'm not gonna because I think y'all can figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, that's completely fine. It's not your time to figure it out, right? Okay. Um, what's next? Guilty. Um, so they make you feel guilty for wanting to take care of yourself. They make you feel guilty for wanting to do something for yourself. Or they make you feel guilty um, for how you're being towards other people. Um, they make you feel guilty for this, that, or the other thing. Um, and then they manipulate and control and maintain fear. I can keep this going. Okay. They, 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 they keep, they manipulate you and control you. Then they keep the fear, they fear going, and then they make you feel guilty when you don't comply. Therefore they manipulate you again. Cycle keeps repeating. Um, isolation. I am going to spend a little time on this one. Okay. So isolation, this one was like a really hard one for me. I'm someone who does happen to have mental illness. I have depression. Um, and to, you know, to, to keep my depression in check. Um, I, I do things like exercise. I socialize, I get outside, I, you know, do like all kinds of things. I learn new things. I keep my brain active. Um, and, you know, I, I see people, I meet people, I find new interests and new hobbies. I, I, you know, all these things that I do to maintain my, my, um, mental stability. And so <clears throat> one of the things that I, biggest things I remember from my relationship was, um, that I wasn't, I, he would, um, manipulate me into not going to visit with my friends whether it was a financial manipulation or in, you know, I don't feel well and you can't leave because I need you to stay here and take care of me and, and all of these things, isolation, isolation. Um, he doesn't want me to go out and, and interact with anyone else because he doesn't want me to figure out that he is full of crap. Um, and, um, you know, he doesn't want me to have a conversation with anyone because I might figure out that he's like lying or that he's full of shit. Um, and so isolation and along with that, my mental state went down. Um, okay. Tracking, monitoring, um, your whereabouts and who you're with. Okay. Same thing. So when I did get, when he, when I would get out of the house, 
He would text me all the time, maybe like every 15 or 20 minutes or so while I was trying to hang out with my friends. And when are you coming home? And well, I guess I'll have to make dinner because you're clearly not coming home. Why don't you just spend the night wherever you are? Um, you know, this was the kind of shit that he would, that he would text me, um, tracking my whereabouts because they don't know where, uh, you know, who I'm around. Oh, where have we heard that before? Um, you know, tracking your whereabouts cause you might contaminate, um, other people. Um, let's see what else. Um, yeah. So, and if I wasn't home exactly when I said I'd be home, um, you know, then he would, you know, how was I supposed to know, you know, he'd put the guilt trip on and, and the manipulation and the fear and all of that. See, cycle repeats. Um, what else? Um, uh, let's see, try to get between you and your family and friends. Okay. This actually happened with two of my gal pals. Um, he tried to text them and tried to sort of flirt with them or, or come on to them or whatever it was. Um, this is just a form of isolation. Maybe this didn't necessarily happen in 2020, but this is just a form of isolation where they try to, well, I guess it did. They try to come between you and your family and friends, right? Holidays. Um, you know, all of a sudden, like a week before Thanksgiving and Christmas lockdowns before holidays. So don't go near your family because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to guilt trip you into, to hurting your family and manipulate and control you and make you fear, fear that you might contaminate someone. Um, the same thing in an abusive relationship, right? They isolate you from your friends and family. They try to come between you and your friends and family because then your friends are bad and they're bitches and, and you shouldn't be around them and this and that and the other thing. And, and, uh, you know, how horrible they are to be around and, you know, they're the problem. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I didn't do anything. Um, what he doesn't realize is that they sent me screenshots of the messages. <laughs> so isolation, um, you know, I often think about, um, a couple of things when my, um, I had an aunt and uncle that actually passed away this year. And, um, they were in the nursing home and they were not allowed to have visitors this last year of their life. They weren't allowed to see their, their children or their grandchildren, um, you know, during this time. And, uh, when my mom was in the hospital, you know, my brother and I went and visited every day and, you know, my mom said that she was one of the only patients that got visitors every day. And we did it without question, without thinking. We just did it because it's our mom and we wanted to see her. And we were thankful to be in a hospital that allowed us to go in. Um, so, you know, and my brother and I may not comply with all of the rules, but we did because for the greater good of being able to see our mom every day. Um, so isolation, you know, this, this, this can really affect somebody's mental health. Um, and it doesn't matter how many Zoom meetings you sit on or, um, you know, whatever, if you can't get outside and be active or you can't get to the gym and be active and release some of the energy, um, being isolated is, is really detrimental to somebody's mental state. And there's really not much you can say to me who's in a mental, um, illness situation that's going to tell me otherwise, because there ain't a phone call. There are not enough phone calls, um, Zoom calls or other virtual events that make up for physically being in the same presence as other people or physically going to the gym and getting a good workout or physically being outside and enjoying an event with people. There's nothing that replaces that. So, um, yeah, because I, I had a few people that, you know, 
um, there's resources. There are not enough resources that are that that, that can replace in-person um, settings. So there's that. Um, okay, gaslighting. Um, so denying something that you know is true. Um, it's meant to have you question your own ability to think for yourself. Um, I took a screenshot of something that I read about gaslighting. Let me see if I can find it here real quick and I'm going to read it to you. Um, okay. So your, your, your partner declares the reality for you. Um, denying or distorting how things really are in order to share, in order to shore up a perception that supports how they see things. Common ways that this can show up in is being told um, you're not remembering correctly. Um, I never said that or I never did that. They might infer that you're not making sense or you're faulty in the way you're looking at looking at things when you're when you're not um because these responses can instill self-doubt over over time you're more likely to go along with your partner's distorted distortions in time self um Self-doubt creates a loss of trust in your perception and judgment, making you all the more vulnerable to a partner who wants to control you. Um, and this was Carol A. Lambert. Uh, and still this, I believe, from a HuffPost article. I read several articles on emotional abuse before I did this. Um, but so... Um, this makes me think of like cyclical, what do I, what did I call it? Let's see. I, I used a funny little name, cyclical confusing conversation. Um, so my, the guy that I was with, he would, we would have conversations and he would just talk me into so many circles that eventually I couldn't even conclude what the hell the conversation was about. Um, to even know what like happened in the conversation, Right. He would just keep talking in circles and, and eventually I'd be like, what, wait, what are we even talking about anymore? But that's what they want. Right. They want you to be so confused that you can't think straight. You can't think for yourself. You can't make decisions for yourself. And then they make the decisions for you and tell you what to do. And you go along with it because you you've you've just decided that your your perception or your train of thought is not not valuable enough to even honor it. Um and so I, that's, that's how I felt when I was in my relationship. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so then they've got you confused. They've got you, um, you know, not trusting yourself, not honoring your own, um, sovereignty, not honoring your own personal authority and wash, rinse, repeat <laughs> back to manipulation and control and maintaining fear and guilt and isolation and gaslighting wash rinse repeat so 
I noticed it right away in 2020 that I just felt like it was a massively abusive situation against humans um, and other and, and just, you know, how people were fear in constant fear and people were constantly feeling guilty if they, you know, were around someone or whatever um, and whatnot. Now, I'm not saying that 2020 has not brought some brilliant stuff um, I, for one, am happy that people keep their distance from me when I'm paying for my groceries because I never liked it when somebody was all up in my shit when I was trying to use the point of sale machine. Um, so there's those sorts of things or, you know, people definitely are, are a lot more respectful about keeping their distance and not crowding you, you know, in, in the store when you're trying to shop or whatever. So there's those kinds of things. Um, but you know, those to me are common courtesy type things. Those aren't things that somebody needs to be told how to do um, on a regular basis. So anyway, I wanted to record this episode because I felt like it was important just to see, a, just to invite you to see a different perspective. Um, you know, so my relationship lasted for nine months. Um, and like I said, I got with him right after my grandfather passed away. And that was death number two in my family. There was ultimately six um, deaths in seven months. And, um, you know, he, after the sixth death is when, like, the switch flipped um, in him. And he um, just, like, just became unbearably abusive emotionally and treating me like crap. And, you know, tried to, to get with one of my friends and... Um, you know, I found out so much more about him that's going to be out in my upcoming book, um, that I'm going to finish editing before 2020 ends. Um, but I learned a lot after he and I split. Um, I learned more about him that was way more disturbing than I could possibly have ever imagined would be going on in my own household. Um, and so, um, I think, you know... I think just take a look around. You don't even have to see it from my perspective. This was just mine. And I know some other people who see this as well. Um, but I'm also not here to change anybody's mind or belief about anything. I just invite you to take a look. Um... Because nobody deserves to be isolated when they desire connection. Um, and nobody needs to feel guilty for doing anything or wanting to be with their family or friends or wanting connection or wanting community. And there's two ways to be in this world. There's fear and there's love. And, um, I choose love and I know that there is a God out there that's greater than anything we could conceptualize. That's, that's the divine and it's watching over us and it's going to be there for us. So that's all I got. Um, 
Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. This was a tough episode to put together. Like I said, I dragged my feet on it. And, you know, last night my spirit guides kept me up half the night. Like, go record that damn episode. <laughs> so, again, if you heard anything this in this episode that you are like, oh, shit, that's what I'm in. Um, maybe I should think about getting my ass out. Please reach out to your local um, domestic violence services of support. Um you know, whatever it is that you need, um, to, to get the resources that you need. Um, if you don't know what that looks like for your area, um, you know, how, you know, reach out to friends. I don't, I had some friends that helped me out. Um, whenever my second gal pal, um, when he started talking to her, um, you know, she, she ended up being the person who went to court with me the first time. And, uh, so there's that. <laughs> so get the friends that will support you. My friends saw it way before I saw it. Um, and so when I did reach out to my friends, they were super supportive and, and really wanted me to get out of it. So, um, so yeah. So if you, if you are in a situation that you feel like is, is, is not good for your, you know, emotional well-being, um, please reach out and get, get supported so you can get out of that and, um, and, uh, get your life back. So thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Sarah. Thanks for tuning in to the Divinely You podcast. Catch us on Instagram at Divinely You podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, right. Give us a review. Let us know. Um, let me know like what you're thinking about the, the show so far and uh, all that. Um, I'm probably going to do one more episode in 2020 and uh, then we'll see where it goes in 2021. Um, definitely going to be kicking it off in January with some brand new programs and, and, and services and things like that. So I'm really looking forward to, to 2021. It's going to be a great year. So thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Happy holidays.